find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. What's up, everyone, and welcome all my new listeners and to, of course, the BTB Army. I want to welcome you all to another brand new museum quality episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast brought to you in 14K high definition stereo sound. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. the Korean Liam Neeson. Today is Monday, July 24th. We are live in Hollywood, California. Let's get right the fuck into it. Hit me one time, Miles. Guys, if you're serious about watching sports and betting to win, then you need to join my team at captainpicks.com. Sports betting is legal in 35 states and dozens of countries around the world. If you aren't playing to win, then you're missing out. We are now introducing our best offer ever. Individual sports sent to you daily for $50 per week. Sign up to get picks every day in baseball, basketball, golf, soccer, tennis, football, or rugby. Or sign up for all sports access. Be smart. Join the captains. Now, of course, I don't think I've kept it fake with any of y'all during these hard times. And the last 120 days of my life have been hell for the most part. I haven't sugarcoated anything, but I have definitely added a lot of seasoning to make some of this shit taste better because I've had to, okay? And I saved a lot of you, I saved everyone from the drama because I don't want anyone to hate anyone else in this world. And that's being honest. Now, I had the kids for the last four days. Obviously, Kaya's birthday was yesterday. Kaya's birthday party was on Saturday. Um, I still have the kids, and it's been an amazing yet bittersweet weekend. We will get into that in a little bit with the party and everything. But right now, I want to discuss something that's just been on my mind, and I really wanted to do. I wish I could do emergency podcast a little bit more. When I have the kids, everything kind of stops, and my mind hasn't just been in a great place. And in a way, I think I could focus the energy into some of this shit instead of focusing on the depression that has been, you know, a struggle with me. But the world is addicted to attention. And attention is the worst drug that we have on earth currently, okay? Not cocaine, not motherfucking COVID-19, not none of that shit. Attention. The lack of hugs in this world used to be an issue but the hugs have been replaced by likes and views. And now with this Carly Russell shit, I'm, you know, Jussie, how the fuck do you even say her name? Smoly yet, whatever. I didn't really speak on that and everything. And it was just like, that type of shit was just such a fucking crazy thing. And just, it, it shit had nothing to do with being black, it had nothing to do with fucking LBGTQ, it had nothing to do with none of that shit. 
It's the fucking lack of attention, making up a story about getting kidnapped by some white folks and trying to help a baby and the whole fucking story and the crazy part. Remember, I'm the Korean Liam Neeson. The police got her search history and found out she had fucking, and she had talked about the movie Taken. You know what, how I feel about it. You know how I feel about Liam Neeson, how much I love that movie Taken, but like, I'm not going to go make up some shit. So she capped about this whole fucking scenario and now she's getting the views and the attention that she doesn't want. And what's she going to blame it on? N not blame it, I'm sorry. She's going to now say, for my mental health, please help me. Nah, 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 Carly. If you drink alcohol every single fucking day, and then eventually you become an alcoholic, and even if you don't have the simple, plain, common sense that an adult should have, think you should know at a certain point that drinking liquor every single day isn't good for you, okay? So when the doctor tells you, guess what, um, your liver is infected, or uh, your liver is failing, or you have other health issues, whatever, don't blame the alcohol. All right. Of course it's addicted. You know, it's addicted. You, you have to fight it, whatever. But I'm saying, you, you know. I didn't say it was easy, but you know what the issue is. You can't blame the rain for getting wet, especially when you knew the forecast predicted rain. Like, we are really fucked up as a society right now. And I make sure my kids don't get addicted to the likes and views. They love their iPads. They love their shit. They love their phones. They talk to their friends. They watch YouTube. They play video games. That's fine. It's common. They're slightly amazed, you know, that someone like FGTV or Flamingo, it's like they're famous. Well, they don't really fuck with FGTV too much, but they fuck with Flamingo and Mr. Beast and stuff like that. They're, they're like Flamingo has 20 million subscribers and FGTV has like 30 million, whatever the fuck it is on YouTube. And then I think to myself like, yo, but how much good are these guys doing for the world? But then at the same very, at the very same time, right? That sounds like dry hate. If those guys are somewhat providing some entertainment and smiles or laughs for my, for my, for my kids, then fine, that's, that's cool. It is what it is. But they love Mr. Beast too. And Mr. Beast does a ton of good. I've yet to watch an entire episode of his, but I've seen bits and pieces. I know what he does. I, you know, you know he's, he's a good dude, whatever. I have some mutual friends of his. But he does a lot of good. And he's very powerful. When I say very powerful, I don't give a fuck if Andrew Tate's the most fucking Googled person on earth. Mr. Beast is definitely much more powerful if we're talking about what this man could achieve if he wanted to. Now, if all Mr. Beast's followers went away tomorrow, for some reason, by just looking at the way he acts and certain things and yeah, everything could be different. I'm just saying from people that I know that know him and stuff. Something tells me inside that it wouldn't affect his mental health if he lost the fame. I knew Justin Bieber at the height of his fame. And he's still a mega ma major star. But I know he loves his privacy. Like I'm dead ass serious. When this divorce shit hit my side, I could have been a scumbag, sold a story, 
profit off, whatever. I fucking fought TMZ to make sure no none of the law shit came out, none of the fucking uh, none of the court stuff came out, nothing. I did the exact opposite. I avoided not only my followers or strangers, I avoided my goddamn family. That may sound weird to you, but I'm telling you, it's because I said this shit is like golf. Ain't nobody out there but you saying a team sport. And I know other people, it's fine. I'm weird. I'm different. Only cheating would help me win from this far down. And I said, I got to take this L on the chin to feel it. I don't need to make up any lies. My life is crazy already. Crazy finds me. Remember, I'm fucking Forrest Gump. Right? I'm, I'm just disgusted at all the victim training and all the victim grooming that we have going on in society today. Yeah, people are like, yo, we need to give this girl Carly Russell the same attention that they're giving the submersible, that billionaire. We need to give them the same attention. No, not everyone gets to shine the same. Some shit gets chosen, some shit some gets picked. You know what I mean? Again, I say many are cold, few are frozen. No, many are called, but few are chosen. That's life. And guess what happened when we fake cared about this Carly Russell situation? She was fucking capping her ass off. So now what, what about the real victims of abduction and abuse? That's my real issue. That's why I refuse to let my kids, especially my daughter, ever cry wolf. The tough love will always be there, even during these hard times. There's no way in a million years they can misunderstand that I don't love them. I will fight, okay? I will fight Kaya London Ryder's mom till the end about tough love because the way her dad raised her was like, she can never do no wrong. Yeah, Nick, the sky is green. Water is purple. Yeah, baby, of course, I love you. And I want to avoid any confrontation. Whatever works for you, whatever works for your mind, right? A lot of people, they, oh, I don't like confrontation. That's cool. Some people are just like that. You know what I call that for the most part? That's that sweep it under the rug mentality. Now, some have different gauges. So when something really actually matters, like you got to pay a bill or some other shit comes in, you know, you're like, okay, no, now I got to, now I got to say no. Now I got to actually put my foot down. Now I gotta, no, no, no. You can't say no now. You said yes 17 billion trillion times. So now your daughter thinks you don't love her anymore because you said no one time. Now, with the victim training and victim culture and all other shit, there's a big difference between lying for your kids or your, your friends or family to defending them. You can defend your kids and your loved ones because, of course, you love them. That's obvious. But to blatantly lie to get ahead that will never be it, period. There's a big difference. And I need a motherfuckers to understand that. Now, I get it. Some of y'all parents would lie. If you had committed murder and they would try to hide you, I get it. I understand. What I'm saying is, to the victim's family that was actually murdered, they ain't gonna understand. Nah, fuck that. And what I'm saying is, the lines aren't even fucking thin anymore. They're invisible. So what's the answer? Shit, I don't have it. I just know that softness isn't going to work. 
And yes, ever since my daughter was born, I've been more soft and gentle with the world and people in general. But I just can't lose my morals. You know, my friend's mom used to say, um, yeah, you better beat your kids before the police do. And we lived in the hood and I get it. That shit was real as fuck. It hit different. That was fucking 1990, 1988, okay? But today as fucked up as, you know, the police are, they can't even protect and serve. If anything, the, the least they could do is, you know, serve order. But for every cop shooting of an innocent person, there's been 700 million fucking people that beyond gave them a reason to shoot. And understand this first and foremost, I do not fuck with the police. It is very publicly known. I have never been quiet about that. I don't call the police. I never have in my life. Now, filing a report for a stolen item or a car for insurance or some shit, okay, cool. But as far as like when it comes to trouble or something, I have other resources. I've never been that dude. I just had that as a kid. And I try to instill that in my children. Maybe my daughter might be a little different, but I'm just saying like, don't cry wolf. Don't say someone hit you if they didn't. Don't get other people in trouble just because you're scared and whatever. Toughen the fuck up. That's what I'm saying. Fight. Or, you know, just fucking lay down and get fucked. <sighs> Sorry, y'all. That's pretty heavy to start to show off like that. But I'm just saying, you know, the shit that is coming this way, I don't know if there's a momentum shift strong enough to sway us back into shape. Like I really pray. I pray we figure this shit out as a society because we are fucking beyond doomed. All I see is complaining. I see professionals versus amateurs. And then there's the jokesters that try to make the memes and everyone's just like, oh, I'll take it easy here and there. And I am a try to take it easy shit. Some people try to come into my house and tell me like, yo man, chill out. Why are you, like, you must be new here. I could be in the greatest mood, win a billion dollars and still have this tone of voice. It doesn't mean I'm mad. I wasn't mad before I came here. This is me. I have an intense voice. If you know me for 10, 15 years, why are you trying to change me? If it offends you, don't be around me. But don't tell me what to do in my house. I'm not out trying to hurt anybody. You know what I'm saying? I am responsible for what I say. I am not responsible for how you comprehend. Anyways, social media is really at its lowest point right now. So what's next? I, I really don't know. Now, maybe is it because I'm in a weird mood in these days and this and that and whatever, I use my shit differently? No. Because again, I said it last week. You want to change the fucking algorithms? How about let shit be chronological and let motherfuckers sift through shit? I know you think you're a genius is whatever. No, you're doing it because you want the clicks, you want certain things, whatever. That's bullshit, okay? Elon Musk is changing Twitter to X now. X.com. Type in X.com and you'll get Twitter.com. He's talking about removing, removing the bird. Like, bro, I'm so done with fucking... T Man, dude. Like, you can build this, you're smart, you're all these other things, but you fuck Twitter up, bro. And to make things worse, Threads is completely dead. That shit is trash. 
it is just fucking awful. It went from, yo, this shit is dope, blah, blah, whatever. And it just, look, ping me when shit comes back or does something worth coming back to. Now, I really was never a fan of YouTube, right? Now I use it and I understand whatever. And it wasn't like, oh, you didn't get you on early. I, I, I see, I, I just was fighting it because I knew that it would fuck things up. If you let anybody out there just go make an album, you go make everybody go out there and just whatever. And they're saying, oh, you don't need labels, you don't need this. But there's structure, there's certain things. There is certain grooming that you need to do. That there is some professionalism with certain shit. Anyone can make a move. Yeah, great. It's a lot easier to make a three minute to eight minute skit than make a production film. There's certain things that go into place. There's a reason why. You can cut it short, but you understand why big budget things, why there's so many credits at the end of a fucking major film. But I truly didn't think that TV would be like extinct. Not in my lifetime. And what I'm saying is like television networks, like network television shows. Now HBO is still paid cable. I'm talking about NBC, ABC. I'm talking about the basic CBS, Fox. I'm talking about Fox. I'm talking about shit you have to get with cable. It's just different. And that shit's hanging on the thinnest string. But with billions of users and viewers, whatever, on YouTube, anyone can just say, I can do this myself. And yeah, they can. And some might not care about the quality. Some will. That's where the issue lies. And what I'm saying is, a majority doesn't give a fuck. And it's sad. No, I didn't watch Barbie or Oppenheimer this weekend. Okay, I wanted to. She, her mom can take her to that shit. I'm not watching Barbie. I know some Ben Shapiro shit. I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not, I have no care to watch that. Now, at the same time, I'm not trying to watch Oppenheimer. I watch it at home. I just, something seems dry about it. And, and I am a big fan of Christopher Nolan. But I know this kid who said he learned more off of YouTube than he did in school. All right, cool, great. He's a little awkward too and obvious. I'm like, yo, well, how much structure did you learn in school? Like, how social were you? That's what I'm afraid of with my own kids. And that's why it's imperative that we get fresh air every single day for at least a couple hours. I even take them on drives. I do games in the car. Like, hey, all right, name three cartoons. All right, now name three Japanese companies. Name five fast food, just anything, just to stimulate their minds. I try to keep it going. I don't want them on their phones in the car. Talk about certain shit, you know? It starts at home. And maybe this divorce saved my kids in a lot of ways. I always had it in me, you know? But if I'm the breadwinner and I'm financially taking care of everything, it's like, don't complain that I'm out giving us a better life, but still being a great dad. And when I do come for the short amount of time, I am trying to be impactful. So I'm sorry that your seven days, you know, of chillness seems intense when I want to put out, you know, a lot of shit in three days, even when I want to relax and stuff. But I really get shit done. When we go out, when we go and have a vacation, trust me, please believe me, we get a lot done. We see fucking everything. I'm going to talk about this, man, real briefly, but thinking about bringing a co-host on the show. And if it works out the way I want to do it, I think I might rebrand the entire show. But it's it's just something I want to put out there and I'll end it right there. Um, 
so yeah, Kaya's birthday was this weekend. Um, first and foremost, I need to say thank you to Lorianne, who is the founder and owner of Wife of the Party. Lorianne, I don't know what to say. You are just, <laughs> you really are someone special. It could be three, four months we don't talk. It could be whatever. I don't know what. I do know early on, I pushed your company very hard. I do know I introduced you to some big people. I know I brought some people in, but that's what I wanted to do. I didn't do that to further gain love from you or anything else. I didn't just invite you home in my, in my home as like, you know, a person who was planning a party. I invited you in my home as someone I actually end up caring about. You know how I feel about Lala and, you know, obviously the rest of your family. Not to to not talk about Herrick, but I'm just saying like, Lorianne, like I am not even just proud of you. I'm blown the fuck away. What you have done for party planning, what you have done, what I've seen you blossom into since 2014 to now is just fucking remarkable. It is just literally just insane. And I'm just, I'm blown away. And I want to say thank you. I know this is a very simple thing compared to the parties we usually do, but I want to say thank you for doing this in a short amount of time. It, it meant the world to me and to Kaya. And um, you just are fucking a master at your craft. When people are like, damn, Ben Baller, when you really put your shit together and you, put a, you make a piece of jewelry, that shit's a masterpiece. Well, no, you have not seen Lorianne work or wife of the party and her team. This is crazy. It was a very successful party. Kaya had a great time. She gets a little shy when it comes to certain things. She loves, you know, getting attention and being with her friends and everything and all her best friends, except one of her best friends didn't show up because she was out of town. But I will say it was overall a big success. This was the first joint event that I have done with Nicolette, obviously her mom. And I could have been a complete dickhead and said, fuck this you know what, I'm just not ready to have you at my new home and um, with the kids, whatever. But you know what, the kids wanted her to be there and, and of course Kaya wanted her mom to be there and us together and everything. And you know, I seen London smile in a different way and, and um, he was really hyped. He was like, yeah, the family's back together. And you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck his day up and be like, well, actually we're not. But yeah, you know, I don't think overall if... I were to do this again, I don't think I would have did it that way. I think I would have just probably did something probably just about as chill, 30 people. Maybe I'd have had maybe 20, 25 max. And um, I don't think I was ready to really, you know, to do that. And and there's reasons I'll spare you for, but it was, um, it was weird. And I'll talk a little bit about some awkwardness that the kids are having right now and it's, and it's tough. It's crazy. You know, you say, oh, we do this for the kids, but if you really did it for the kids, you'd understand how some of the Korean people did shit. And I understand why people slept in different rooms. And I was like, why the fuck's my mom and dad sleeping? You would understand. You understand what a sleep divorce is and certain shit, you do it. People today, the entitlement is crazy. It's fucking nuts. But it was a great birthday. Kai got everything that she wanted and shit like that and everything. And it was just, just crazy. I'm ready for the week to stop. I mean, that's, I just need to try to put my mind somewhere else, man. One thing I will say is when you do have kids that understand certain things, and I ain't talking about just Mickey Mouse or, you know, some of the obvious gigantic star shit, whatever. Um, 
obviously, I, you know, know that my kids are obsessed with Roblox and my son London loves Dungeon Quest. Just by random chance, I decided to look up the creator of Dungeon Quest. And the creator is a guy by the name of V. Caffey. And um, found him on Twitter. And I hit him up. And then he started following me. And we started chatting. Dude is cool as fuck. And, um, you know, we might link up. And uh, he gifted the kids and me some cosmetics and other stuff. And I've been playing Dungeon Quest. I play maybe three hours a day with the boys. The other night, Nicolette jumped on for about an hour or so with London. And I was fucking blown away. I was like, holy shit. She actually started playing Dungeon Quest before me, but it was it was a trip. And um, yeah, it was, it was a trip. And so like uh, V. Caffey had to do an exchange for something. And so he jumped into my private server and my son London was just fucking mind blown. I told him that we we're talking, but when he came into the private server, like London started chatting with them and everything. I was like, London, chill, chill. You didn't know how to act. It was crazy. He was just blown away. But I'll do anything for my kids, you know? And that's really important to me, you know? So I, I, again, I was just really excited about that. What I was going to say is before we go into a commercial break, you know, Kaya, she got an iPhone for her birthday. You know, she has an iPad, but like she got an iPhone with like, you know, a text talk plan. I want to make sure I can talk to her and stuff like that. But she was on FaceTime with one of her friends and she started saying, stop, don't show me that, stop. And I'm like, the fuck? Almost all the kids' FaceTimes are being monitored by their friends' parents. They're like really closer than usual. I kind of monitor it a little bit. You know, I definitely hear what's going on. But I heard it, so I walked in the room. And I was like, what's going on? And I don't want to like really just, you know, be the corny dad. But Kaya's friend, her best friend, was showing a video of her friend's parents getting married. It was like an old video of her parents getting married. And Kaya's like, don't show me that. Don't show me that. That's sad. And that fucked me up. Like, that put me in a weird place, man. And it kind of put Kaya in a weird place. And just, she's six. You know? I was 10 when my parents got divorced. And that, you know, a 10, 11, that fucked me up pretty bad six she's seems to take it the best but this is like the hardest i've seen her this weekend take it and um obviously there's pictures all over the house of the wedding day and stuff and none in my house and i think nick's taking some of them down but it's just like damn that was kind of like that, that was hard for me you know i ended on a good note before we get into a break uh you know we are 10 days away from my vacation and I'm literally counting the hours I, I cannot wait by the way there'll be no microphone no podcast miles will be gone there'll be no equipment where the fuck I'm going There's no no golf clubs just yang gang and that is it let's pay some bills talk about some fun shit a little bit more light and um uh yeah we'll be right back y'all Today's sponsor is Via Hemp Company. I'm very excited to introduce to you one of our newest sponsors, Via Hemp Co. They make 
many different CBD and THC products that ship nationwide in discreet packaging directly to your door. Because their THC is extracted from organic hemp, they're able to sell the same cannabis experiences you all know and love in all 50 states with no medical card required. Via Hemp specializes in creating a craft cannabis experience. They use compounds found in hemp along with functional plant extracts to create products, each with a specific effect in mind. Whether you want to get better sleep, ease anxiety, enhance your mood, or just get high, they have something for you. They also have non-THC products that also provide some of the same effects. They have a variety of CBD products and their THC products range from 0 to 50 milligrams. So whether you are looking to microdose gummies or enjoy stronger products, these guys have you covered. The gummies and bud have really helped me improve my sleep. If you are 21 and over and want to try their products, go to VIIAHEMP.com and use code BALLER for 15% off and they will add a free pack of their award-winning THC gummies to your order. Go to the link in the description or type in VIIAHEMP.com and use code BALLER for 15% off plus free gummies. Thank you via Hemp Co. Summer is smoking right now, and as the sun shines brighter, your skin deserves the utmost attention. Fortunately, our friends at Caldera Lab are here to ensure your skin is well prepared. Ever since I incorporated Caldera Lab into my routine, taking care of my skin has never been simpler. Their products are clinically proven and help visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Don't miss out on joining the skincare revolution. Use code BALLER at calderalab.com to enjoy an exclusive 20% off their finest products. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup, a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Caldera Lab is made with top-tier ingredients and a great addition to your daily routine, taking less than a minute morning and night and here to reduce your wrinkles fine lines and signs of aging get 20% off with our code baller at calderalab.com that's 20% off at c-a-l-d-e-r-a-l-a-b.com by using code baller elevate your skincare game this summer with caldera lab What's up, guys? We're back. Um, my Be Better Back Nine lifestyle drop is this Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Subscribers, if you subscribe to me on Twitter or on Instagram, um, well, Instagram really, because that's where I can keep it. Twitter shit is fucked up. If you subscribe to me on Instagram, you will get about a day before of the drop. And to be honest with you, I think the subscribers are probably going to sell out uh, a lot of the shit. We got polos, we got tees, we got all kinds of shit. The polos are made from the same factory as they make Peter Millar. That is pretty much the A1 quality polo. They're heavyweight tees. Not that thin shit, but like that 2005 era, but better. Um, the best possible golf 
or sporting type vented hat that I've ever worn as far as comfort, overall fit. You know what I'm saying? There's a gold divot tool that was only given away to the members uh, or the attendees of the Wash Lord tournament uh, made by Birdie Corn. It is a five-in-one tool. It is a ball marker. It is an actual ball marking tool for putting, um, alignment, whatever you name it. There's a bottle open on there. Hold your putter. Um, hold the club. I have a limited edition drop of gold golf balls that are going to 100% sell out fast. But most importantly, I am very proud to say that I am doing a limited edition Vessel golf bag. It is limited, 250 numbered, 1 through 50. Number 42 is gone. Obviously, that's mine. If you don't know Vessel Golf, that is a top-tier bag in the game, period. It is NAF for discussion. It's the bag that Tiger Woods uses. You name it. Everyone from fucking Michael Jordan to Ricky Fowler, Colin Morikawa, you name it. They all, the top of the top, are using it. This, again, is only on the network app this Wednesday, um, 9 a.m. Pacific time. This Vessel bag is fucking amazing. Top-tier quality. I am fucking super excited about this drop. Now, I will do this garage sale as soon as I can. It will be fucking awesome. I am going to try to do it on a weekend. I will try to engage more on lives and things like that and meetups. It has been a tough time, guys. Straight up, I'm sorry. Uh, real quick before we get into some leisure shit, I saw this story on Shade Room about Webby and uh, his famous Southern rapper, um, I think he was on Wipe Me Down, right, with Boosie. And he got in an argument with the DoorDash driver or Postmates driver, Uber Eats, I don't know what the fuck it was. But he was complaining about tipping and, and the driver came back, got mad at him, this old Chinese dude, might have been, I mean, sound like he was Chinese. I could say that because I'm Asian, right? But he was really upset because he's like, yo, you're not going to tip me at all. And he goes, no, nah, man, I tip you all the time you come here. Next time, get me a free rice or whatever. And it was, it was some real classless shit. Now again, tipping is a double-edged sword. For the most part, it's really annoying when you go to a golf place and they accept like Apple Pay and they ask you like, okay, boom, do you want a tip? And they shouldn't be offended by it. Like takeout, I think it's kind of ridiculous in a certain sense. I do get that in America, it is a big deal and people survive off that. And you do have to put that in consideration that a waitress, a certain people, you know, they rely on tips. But a delivery person, I think that's just out the question. That just It's not even, a, you just have to tip. It's different. Now in Asia, there is no such thing as tipping. It's all included in the service and their salary and stuff. And if that was the case here, it'd be different. But again, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. It's fucked up. Some of you agree on tipping and some of you don't agree with tipping. What are your thoughts on that? I'd love to hear it. Say it in the comments on the BTB post. Just thought I had to talk about that. Now, as officially a member of my country club, I went and played a round on Friday. And um, part of the country club vibe and culture is they want you to, you know, meet new members and stuff like that. And I don't need new friends. And I got paired up with these two women. I don't even know what to say. If I say they're decent, I don't know. They could be decent. They, they take lessons here and there. One was an older lady. One was uh, closer to my age. And one of the girls shot a 20 on a hole. 
Now, if you know golf etiquette, you're at a country club, wherever the fuck you are, especially at a country club with, you know, dues and fees and stuff. If you hit a nine, after the nine, you pick up that ball. Because it is proper etiquette to tell the golf pro at the country club and say, hey, listen, we're playing. Motherfuckers are taking too many practice swings, whatever. They're shooting fucking 13 on every hole and they're fucking up the, you know, the pace. I was cool. I was very calm. I shot a fucking nine on hole one. I was really fucking rough. I had some of the most pure fucking seven hour shots I've ever had in my life. I had 154 yards to the hole. Second shot, my approach shot. Hit it so fucking clean. Striped that motherfucker. Picked it off clean. The trajectory, everything, landed on the green. I was 10 feet for the birdie putt. Didn't make the birdie putt. Made a par. I think I had six or seven pars. I definitely had some bogeys. You know, a double here and there. Broke 90. But I had some great shots. And before I started my round, the group in front of me, someone I knew, I looked familiar. I was like, oh shit. It's my boy, Emilio Rivera, you know, from Mayans. Fifth hole, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Now, Emilio and his co-actor um, on the Mayans hit me up like, yo, bro, play with us, man. We, we got three. We, we're missing a fourth. Let's go. Like, they asked me twice. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm straight. I'm just going to, you know, I want to I wanna just vibe out. You know, it's cool. Don't trip. Fifth hole, I was like, yo, dog, I got to go. These girls took a bathroom break. I was like, nah, fuck this. So I jumped in with Emilio. We ended up playing... Um, the rest of the round, 18, um, had a great round, had a great time with these dudes. I've known Amelia for a really long time, and he was breaking some shit down to me. He was talking about his divorce. Um, told me he lost everything, and it was really a different life. Like, I was sitting in the bed with the kids the other day, and I was thinking about how, like, even from my parents to Nicolette's parents or anybody, like, when they lived in a different country, like in the Philippines or... You name it, you know what I'm saying? And think about life now and having grandkids and shit like that. And Emilio told me, he's like, yo, bro, my son just turned 42 and my other one turned 40. And he has a lot younger son. He's like, yo, do I live a different life? And I thought about that. He's like, hey, bro, it's the other side is a lot better and whatever. But we had a lot of conversations about things, you know what I mean? And Emilio was in my first movie, Cake. At that point, he was still really new. Now, I didn't know Amelia was 60 fucking three or 64. I forgot what, 61, I don't know. But I thought he was closer to my age. And I was like, oh shit. He's a couple years away from social security. You know what I'm saying? He's doing really well. And I'm really happy for him. He's a great fucking guy. But he was talking about the writers and actors strike. You know, the SAG and DGA and shit. And how they had to have a private screening because they couldn't do a party, a premiere, none of that. And this strike is fucking up people's lives more than you think and the ones who are really doing well they'll be all right but there's a lot of motherfuckers who aren't doing well and the thing is hollywood is the capital of show business no matter where the fuck you shoot a show this is where the studios are and everything and it's fucking up the economy in la worse than you could think it's affecting restaurants it's affecting businesses you name it airbnbs hotels whatever like, think, you can't do, you can't promote shit on social, you can't rock a red carpet, you can't do nothing. Like, this is affecting makeup artists that are SAG, sound men, you name it. Shit is really bad. And I see the, the um, you know, I don't live far from the studios, I see the picket lines and everything, I always honk. 
and um, support and everything. You know, it's a fucked up situation. You know what I mean? And um, it's really sad. And Emilio was telling me the other day, he's like, yo, I'm about to jump on the picket line. You know what I'm saying? Show some love here and there. And outside Universal Studios, they have this area where there's trees. And obviously, you want to be under some trees to have some shade, right? It's been really hot. It's been fucking 96, 98. And Universal decided to cut the trees where the picket lines were. And these are trees that can't be cut. You know, these are, these are, that's a city violation. That's a code violation. They got fined $250, but they did be petty because they don't want the fucking people striking. They're doing some like, you know, some bully shit and they cut the trees. I'm just like, yo, man, what the fuck? Shit's getting ugly. I hope it ends soon. I hope everyone gets what they want, especially the actors and the writers. It's just a really sad situation. Um, Speaking of sad situations, I got to give my condolences to Gilly the Kid. He is someone I know. He's a friend. Him and Wallow have done so much good and so much amazing work for Philadelphia. And um, I'm sad to say that uh, one of Gilly's sons, Cheese, was shot and killed in a violent um, shooting uh, this weekend in, in Philadelphia. It's really sad, man. You know, um, this dude spends countless hours a day and pretty much his entire adult life basically trying to say good things and fucking fix the streets, you know, and just promote good and do other shit instead of crime and killing and stuff like that. So, I don't know, man. It's just, it's fucking sad. It's, it's it's just really my condolences again. Ain't been much to watch. I've been caught up. Been watching a lot of like, you know, murder doc shit on Hulu. But Shark Week has been going on for a little over a week now. And me and the kids have been really excited about it. I think this is the first time we really engaged in it and started learning about a lot of different species. And my kids have been obsessed with sharks forever. We cannot wait to watch the Meg 2. Um, we're going to watch it on vacation, but, um, that's about it. Yeah. We've been fucking just watching shark week and, um, seeing how crazy these shark attacks are and how many there are in California, especially NorCal. And it's fucking scary. It is fucking scary. If you guys Google shark attack in Egypt and you see that 23 year old dude gets killed by a shark, just really close to shores. It's fucking crazy. No sports really to talk about. I'll get into baseball later once it gets a little more. I do want to do a, a subscriber meetup at Dodger Stadium. I think that'd be cool. I used to do the summits there. Um, but I was, you know, looking at the Seahawks throwback uniforms and they look sick. And now, you know, entering my 12th season as a season ticket holder. And I just thought about it. You know, yesterday I was walking through the mall with Kai getting her a gift. It's a birthday. And I was thinking like, damn, it's going to be a little awkward. You know, like it's, for fucking 12 plus years, I've been going to Seahawks games with Nicolette's dad. It's like fucking weird. It's kind of a big reason why I was a fan of the Hawks, but that was a big part that we shared. It was just weird. Just weird. I don't know who, you know, a lot has happened in the last three, four months. A lot has happened in the last month. Who knows what happens in two months, but shout out to all my dogs again from the Seahawks. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Messi and all this other stuff and everything. And I just wanted to clarify one thing. I've been to a lot of soccer games. Used to go to Man U games 20 years ago. My dad played for the Korean national team as a goalie. I never loved soccer. I love Pele. But I don't give a fuck if I was in London and I've been to Chelsea games. I've been 
into an LAFC game, and I know there's different leagues and stuff, no matter how fucking loud or crazy the crowd is and how nuts seeing the hooligans in the UK and shit, soccer is just not a fucking electrifying game to me. It doesn't do it for me. And I've been to way more soccer events than golf events. I mean, professionally, professional soccer games. It just don't. And people love it here and I just don't. F1, different story. NASCAR, eh, eh. But I don't know. Short episode somewhat today. I wanted to get deep. I've, I've had a really tough week. Um, I hate to say not mental health, but yeah, it's it's been weird times, man. But been a lot on my mind and um, hope to get some golf in. And uh, don't forget, part three is really heating up. We got our shit cracking. And uh, guys, man, I'm just, I'm trying to fight every day to just, just get better. Be better. That's it. All right? All right, guys, I love you, man. Peace.